You're listening to The Search Bar. My name is Adrian. And I'm Jacob. And today we're going to talk about local SEO for brick and mortar stores. Jacob, did you know that that's where I started out in SEO? I did. It was There's actually local. a couple of people who work on our team that came over from a local SEO agency. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's kind of a different sort of SEO beast. Um, so we'll talk about that today. Yeah. But we have some news. Did you want to talk about the in the news? Yeah, uh, this isn't exactly brand new, but there have been some rumblings that Google might consider asking companies to pay to have Google My Business listings, um, which is throwing up a really weird debate over the fairness of that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in the past, Google My Business listings have been purely to allow Google to understand all of the important name, address, phone number, location-based information about your business so that you have a more uh, prominent chance of showing up for localized listings. But now to have to pay just to be featured there, um, it just seems a little bit unethical and it, it turns it into a, a sort of paid advertising service, which crosses the border from natural organic listings, showing people what's most relevant where they are, and then replacing it with whoever's paying you the most to get listed there. I was going to say that that takes it to a different realm from organic. It's right. no longer organic. It's still a hypothetical. They haven't confirmed it. And I think that the angels of their better nature or whatever the <laughs> phrases that I'm thinking of are going to are going to kick in and realize that this is not the point of what they've been harping on so long for localized search results. Um, and I think that they will retract from this position and not make people pay for Google My Business listings. But if they do, it could really harm small businesses that have to pinch every single penny out of their budget to, yeah. to focus on things. And if they feel forced just to show up, um, it, it just takes organic search to a, a different kind of uncomfortable place. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this doesn't come to pass. Come on, Google. Do <laughs> the right thing. Okay, so diving right into local. Um, you guys have all seen it, right? It's when you do a search and the nice little map pops up with a couple listings under it. And then you can click into the bigger map with lots of listings if you want to. Sometimes I do that when I'm trying to find a place to eat for lunch and I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, about who is eligible for local SEO. Because um, since we're primarily dealing with e-commerce, um, there's a, you know sort of a bit of a gray area sometimes. Um, but you must have a location your own location, your own suite, not a virtual business, mm-hmm. uh, where customers can come visit. So no warehouses where um, you just store your product. Customers have to be able to come to you. Mm-hmm. There are exceptions for service-related industries like plumbers and you know thing, people mechanics. who travel, mechanics, yeah, electricians, stuff like that, who have a service area. Uh, but that's generally not related relevant to e-commerce. If I understand it correctly, um, it also could apply if you have a warehouse, but you do accept actual walk-in sales on the side, right? Yeah, yeah, you could have local SEO. So like it's not a perfect storefront, but if you can actually accept customers to walk in, purchase your products, that that still works. So 
it doesn't need to have like a building facade with an awning and a sign and all no, that fun no. stuff. No, no. But if people can go there, yeah, and you won't, you're not locked, <laughs> right? Um, then yes, you can have a, a local listing. Sure. Um, the other thing that is a necessity because some of the local directories don't accept these. Um, you have to have a phone number that is not a one eight hundred phone number. It has to have a local area code. Um, just kind of proving to Google and other directories that, hey, we are an actual local business. They, there's a whole lot of trust that goes into these, um, and that's just one of the factors. Mm -hmm. So then let's talk a little bit about some basics to local SEO. First, we know the biggest one is consistent name, address, phone number, otherwise known as NAP. Uh, we harp on this all the time because uh, consistency on that improves the authority of a listing. And there are several different areas outside of just the general Google search where your local information could be displayed. Maybe yellowpages.com, for example, um, superpages, uh, Yelp. Mm -hmm. So having consistency from uh, the name of your business, and by that we don't mean the, the, the online domain name, we mean the actual, the actual. physical storefront. So yeah. if I'm jacobsbeards.com but my storefront is Jacob's Beard Company then the, mm -hmm. the name needs to be consistent with the actual location and consistency to the point where like the apostrophes need to be in the right place mm -hmm. and if you use LLC somewhere then you need to yeah. replicate that in other places so um, it's like those little things that can dilute the authority mm -hmm. of your listing. The address, um, this is a big one, especially if you are located on a road that has multiple names. Mm -hmm. There's one stretch in central Austin here. The, the road has at least six or seven different names. So you can imagine if someone is looking for Koenig Lane versus 2222 versus uh, 290 East, whatever it might be, you need to have consistency on every single one. I have an interesting story about addresses, actually. Do tell. At my last agency, uh, so the way that um, the main highway in Austin 35 works is that anything north of the river is north 35, uh -huh. and anything south of the river is south 35. Mm -hmm. However... For the longest time, Google was like, well, no, North 35 is northbound. Ah. 35 and South is southbound. So we had a client who was on the north side but southbound. So Google kept changing their address to South 35. Mm -hmm. um, and they can't accept mail there because that's not their address. And uh, it was just... A huge pain in the butt. I don't even remember what happened. I think we were still fighting for it by the time I left. Man. But those are one of the things that you got to look out for. And that's another thing. Um, you, you mentioned I-35. Uh, historically, interstate highways are labeled IH. IH. Uh, but some people might just put interstate yeah. 35 or some or other just name, 35 or 35 yeah. or i35 mm -hmm. so those small uh, inconsistencies can be an issue even if the locals know that i35 is the same as ih is the same as 35 whatever it might be and then lastly phone number this seems too simple <laughs> but let's say that you you focused on trying to get a phone number that had uh, that, you know, uh, punched out to, to read out a word, like mm. lawyers like to use it to have their last name match the numbers or, you know, yeah. 599 law firm <laughs> or whatever it is. Right. 
you're going to have to be consistent on however you list that phone number from, from address to address or, or um, directory to directory. This isn't so common anymore, but people who enjoyed using call tracking to see where their phone calls were coming from mm-hmm. were um, dealing with huge headaches when it came to local SEO because they would try to have different phone numbers for you know Facebook and a different one for Google so that they could be like, I know where this phone call came from, mm-hmm. but it diluted your listing's authority. Mm-hmm. So it's just stick to one. So you've got that consistency on your name, address, and phone number, and then what comes next? Oh, well, you've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, you have to list uh, your name, address, phone number, and preferably your website in all of the major local directories. So the biggest ones, of course, are Google My Business. Uh, Facebook is now a big one. Bing, of course, poor little Bing. Mm-hmm. Um, Yelp is also a big one. There's also some smaller ones, you know, Super Pages and City Search and some other things like that. Um, so just get listed on all the major directories. Uh, in general, if you can get in the big ones, then the little ones will pick you up naturally because they all scrape each other. Um, So go after the big ones. And then also look for smaller directories that are related to your business or your specific location. You might have like a, I don't know, city of Austin business listing. You know, just the Better Business Bureaus and and, um, the local Chamber of Commerce directories, Mm -hmm. these sorts of things that can still be relevant, even if they're not as widely used mm-hmm. uh, as Google My Business. so This is the one time we will tell you it's okay to submit to directories mm-hmm. because they're for a specific purpose. Yeah, or um, uh, there's also some very small industry-specific directories. I remember we used to have a website that sold like fishing tackle and supplies, but they had a brick-and-mortar location in a particular city. Mm-hmm. And there was a directory that was regional to their area mm-hmm. um, just because it was a very popular part of the country for fishing. And so they submitted to that one. Perfectly reasonable, perfectly relevant. Yeah. So, uh, so directory submission is obviously important. Next thing that really impacts local SEO is reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, reviews are great, obviously, for the, the vote of confidence, the, you know, the, the vouching for your business. But... It allows uh, your business to naturally be associated with more keywords uh, about your your product, your industry that you might not have considered. And Mm -hmm. we say that because anybody who's leaving an honest review is doing it in their own words and likely mentioning keyword phrases that are related to you and your business and the industry as a whole. Yeah, and review strategies can be difficult to implement because you want to make sure at all costs that they do not appear manipulative and Mm. like you're faking them. Um, So a couple ideas we have are um, follow-up emails after purchases. Like the software we use has an automatic uh, email that sends after a couple of days. So you can, you know, pop your Google My Business listing in there and be like, hey, if you had a great experience, please leave us a review. Mm -hmm. Um, One that I really like is leaving a note um, either on the receipt or in the bag that you send them home with and be like, hey, uh, thanks so much for coming in. Please leave us a review. Um, and then that way, you know, it encourages them. It reminds them, especially if they had a good experience. Mm-hmm. Just good old customer service is one. Um, we, we had a client long ago who just 
didn't believe in giving people good customer service and as a result had tons of terrible reviews and you know their solution was just to delete all of their um, profiles but Mm -hmm. if you have just great customer service and you delight somebody and they have a great day because of meeting you and buying your product then they're going to be more likely to leave you a review Uh, Yelp likes to say all the time that the vast majority of their reviews are five-star reviews like people want to give good reviews when they have a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just be careful that you are following the rules of each review platform so that you're not risking getting kicked off. Um, like Yelp has some different reviews than Google. Uh, for example, one of Google's reviews is that reviews have to come from different IPs. So you could not, for example, set up an iPad in your store and People only give you reviews on Google My Business through that iPad because it's going to see it's coming from the same place. And right. They're going to t- determine that maybe you're kind of uh, strong-arming people into giving you reviews. Yeah. So reviews, definitely a huge part of this. And it really does go all the way back to just, you know, good word-of-mouth advertising and, yeah. and, and wanting people to, to, uh, to vouch for you. But mm-hmm. obviously there are other things that go into local SEO, and it ties back into search engine optimization as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, sites that have authority, so they've been around a while, they're fully optimized, they have a good uh, customer experience, whether you're online or in the store, that's going to be important. Uh, search engines want to be able to look at your website and understand that it reinforces what your local presence is all about from uh, you know constant uh, or consistent structure of your content of your pages good user experience good shopping experience that sort of thing yeah uh, so that leads into the need to have an actual content strategy <laughs> um, and a way that you can do this is to make sure that you have uh, whether it's blog content that focuses on your involvement in the local area. Maybe you're involved with a, a nonprofit uh, in your town, or you sponsored an event at a local fun run or marathon. Yeah. Something that emphasizes your local presence, or maybe you have um, uh, let's let's say um, uh, for example, uh, there's been websites I've seen where like they have hotel chains in specific cities. And they have an individual landing page for each hotel. But then in addition to just saying, here's our hotel, here's the address, here's our rates, they also have information about things to do in that town, um, uh, tourist destinations, mm. local amenities, um, entertainment, uh, the weather yeah. uh, in that town, etc. All of these sorts of things that can develop a content strategy around a local presence. Yeah. And... Uh... Being involved in the community and events like that is also a good way to build links from local sure. sources as well. Yeah. If you can get a if you can get a link from a .org website, a nonprofit organization, that's a big boost in yeah. terms of uh, uh, um, link authority. So, Absolutely. For sure. So a couple challenges that are associated with doing local SEO: it is very time consuming if you do it manually. There are some tools that can do it for you. Um, They tend to be on the expensive side and they tend to be the kind of tools where if you stop paying the monthly fee, then all of a sudden your listings go away. (laughs) Um, So I would recommend that you do do it manually um, if you have the time, just do a little bit at a time, but it is time consuming. 
Um, so you gotta knock it out, get it out of the way. Uh, results can take even longer than just doing regular old organic SEO. Um, just the nature of how much trust goes into these local listings, because the last thing that Google wants to do is send you to a really shady place that is not what it says it is. Mm -hmm. um, so they tend to take longer to show results. And then there are a lot of factors that are out of our hands. You know, you can run a review campaign, for example, but ultimately it's got to be up to the customer to get the motivation to write you a review, for yeah. example. And you've got to be okay with the possibility of not getting a great review sometimes. Right. Even if you have a good product, good service, whatever, somebody, you might have caught them on a very bad day mm. and the littlest thing could set them off. And that's not indicative of your your local SEO efforts. It's just kind of the nature of, of running a business. So You know, something that we didn't mention, but um, but is also a, a good thing to do is responding to reviews. Sure, absolutely. Even if they're good reviews. Like I left a good review for a, a local place called Bangers. And I was like, it's really delicious, but I didn't love their outdoor seating. Mm -hmm. And they wrote, they actually wrote back and they were like, hey, by the way, we're revamping our outdoor seating in two months. Hey. Come back. And I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, even though um, it was a positive review, they didn't have to answer me, but yeah. they definitely made me a recurring yeah. customer. But that can, especially in a, a city like Austin, where there are a lot of places to eat outside, that can be a big deal. Um, I know the restaurant you're talking about, and they have a lot of picnic tables. It's like communal mm -hmm. seating. There's also not much shade, mm -hmm. and so it can be really tough to go there during the middle of the summer. Yep. So that could be a deciding factor that could could have prevented you from coming back in the future, and at least by letting you know, hey, we're fixing this, then you know straight from the horse's mouth that it's something that they care about and yep. they're working on it, rather than through the grapevine through your friends or somebody who might have heard about it. Totally. So that's really cool. Yeah. So a too long didn't listen, the TLDL <laughs> for that. Local SEO, first, who is eligible? You have to have a location where customers can visit, although there are going to be some exceptions for service-related industries like plumbers, mechanics, that sort of thing. Um, you have to have a non-1-800 uh, phone number, so you need to have a local phone number. And then a couple of basics. You have to have a consistent name, address, and phone number. That's NAP plus website. Um, and then make sure you have listings in all the major local directories, such as Google My Business, etc. And then make sure that you are at least asking for reviews because those play a major part in, um, in your local presence. Obviously, uh, even though you have all of these uh, things focused on uh, local, on getting reviews and your address and everything, don't uh, neglect the regular old-fashioned SEO. Make sure that your site as authority, you uh, your regular regular uh, regularly visited website. I'm sorry, it needs to be optimized. It needs to have a content strategy focused on your location. Uh, take the opportunity to get involved in local community events, such as you know maybe sponsor a fun run or work with a nonprofit organization, something like that. And then there are a couple challenges with local SEO. It's time consuming, results can take a while, and there's a lot of factors out of our hands, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. Um, so definitely spend some time getting your listings where they need to be and show up in that snack pack map. Snack pack map. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been episode five local SEO. We'll be back uh, to round out the season with common conversion barriers and how to fix them. Mm, fun. So I've been Jacob King. I'm still Adrian Boynton. Thanks so much for listening and we will be back soon. Bye.